More data on the adverse effects of using a new lipid-modifying agent have been released at the American Heart Association annual scientific sessions. Torcetrapib, which inhibits cholesterol ester transfer protein, or CETP, was investigated in a cohort of 15,000 patients at high risk of coronary events. Inhibition of CETP should combat atherosclerosis because it raises HDL and lowers LDL levels. The study randomized patients to receive either atorvastatin alone or atorvastatin plus torcetrapib. I spoke with study author Philip Barter after his presentation in Orlando. We tested the hypothesis that inhibiting CETP with torcetrapib would raise the HDL and reduce atherosclerosis. So we did that and in a, a 15,000 patient study that was planned to run for four and a half years, after one and a half years we stopped it prematurely because we got a very clear signal of harm being caused by torcetrapib. Can you go into a bit more detail about those risks that you saw because you've seen an increase not only in mortality and morbidity but also blood pressure? Uh, we've known for some time that this drug raises blood pressure to a very small extent, but the blood pressure is probably just one signal of some other more fundamental problem. We don't know exactly yet what it is, but we have clues to suggest that it relates to the renin-angiotensin-aldosterone system and that possibly an off-target pharmacology of torcetrapib is what's responsible for the harm. So you saw um, more mortality for the torcetrapib arm as compared with the arm that was just atorvastatin alone. What do you believe that cause of mortality is? Uh, at, this, at this time we do not know precisely what the cause, but the clues are that it's related to an overactivity of the reticular, uh, the renin-angiotensin-aldosterone system uh, that is causing problems within the artery wall and leading to an increase cardiovascular events uh, and also uh, increasing the susceptibility to death of people with cancer and infections. Are we still pursuing the right path by looking into CETP inhibition for atherosclerosis? The potential benefits of this class of drug in raising HDL is so huge for the public health. It has the potential to save hundreds of thousands of lives if it works. Having found that the problem with torcetrapib may be due to an off-target pharmacology, that means that we have not refuted the hypothesis that inhibiting CETP will be beneficial. In my opinion, there is sufficient evidence to say that if there is a CETP inhibitor that does not have this effect on blood pressure, does not have this effect on the renin-angiotensin-aldosterone system, that there is sufficient evidence to say, yes, the hypothesis should still be tested because the potential benefits downstream are so great. What would be your final message for doctors dealing with patients at high risk for coronary events? Everybody at high risk must have a statin. I think the evidence base for that is so great that it is now almost unethical to withhold a statin. I think that there is growing evidence that in high-risk people the statin should be given to a dose that 
achieves an LDL level of less than 80 milligrams per deciliter. If in that setting the HDL level is below 45, I believe there is a very compelling case for adding a drug that will increase HDL and at the moment the most effective agent is niacin. But I should also stress that there are lifestyle changes that can dramatically affect HDL if people are willing and able to make them. Anyone who smokes and stops smoking will increase their HDL by 10%. People who are overweight and lose weight, and they don't need to lose weight to become very, very thin, but they will raise their HDL. People who are sedentary and become physically active will raise their HDL. So, Conceivably, if everybody lived the ideal life, and most people know what it is, they just don't want to do it. But if they did, uh, we would have uh, American Heart meetings with only half the number of people here because we would have beaten the battle. That was Philip Barter from the Heart Research Institute in Sydney, Australia. Our correspondent Peter Goodwin turned to session moderator Gordon Tomaselli and asked what he made of all this. The original driver of the hypothesis here was a genetic defect that produced a reduction in CETP. Okay? And what we have to understand is that genetic elimination of a protein and of the effect of that protein is very different than pharmacologic inhibition of that protein. So, although the hypothesis, that is, uh, inhibiting CETP may be a good idea maybe, and still is a valid hypothesis, I believe, Inhibiting it pharmacologically with the drugs that are currently available, tercetrapib in particular, does not improve outcome. Um, and I, and I, it may, in fact, and it does indeed raise HDL cholesterol, but I still think there's some question about whether or not that HDL cholesterol particle is a normal physiological particle. Certainly there's some regression by IVIS in coronary plaque size, but there are I think to consider that as the only function of an HDL particle is a bit narrow-minded. I think one has to consider that HDL may, may be doing other things and may have other components, in fact, that are different in a, in a, a patient who's treated with a CETP inhibitor than, for example, somebody who's got a genetic defect in, in, uh, in CETP. Now, the, the best clue we seemed to have about the disappointment of using CETP as uh, a way of improving the outlook in high-risk coronary patients uh, was this aldosterone uh, renin-angiotensin system. What do you make of all of that? So it looks like the aldosterone axis is, is, is activated in the presence of tercetrapib. Uh, I don't know the mechanism of that, but, but suffice it to say, aldosterone levels go up, potassium levels go down, sodium levels go up, all consistent with activation of that axis. We know activation of the aldosterone axis has adverse effects in coronary heart disease outcomes, and in fact, that's one of the reasons why we use a plerinone and spironolactone in those folks. What should doctors be taking home from all of this? That uh, torcetrapib uh, is not a drug that's, that's, that's uh, going to be clinically useful for inhibiting CETP, but that, in fact, there may be other drugs in the pipeline that may do this in a way that, uh, that's, uh, uh, that's better in terms of uh, overall patient outcomes. I think the hypothesis is still valid. I think we haven't yet got the tools to do this uh, in, a, in a way that uh, provides clinical benefit. Gordon Tomaselli from Johns Hopkins University, chair of the American Heart Association Committee on Scientific Sessions Program, speaking to Peter Goodwin at the AHA here in Orlando. For the Audio Journal of Cardiovascular Medicine, I'm Sarah Maxwell.